Amalia Ullman is an LA-based conceptual artist. She's widely credited with turning social media into a performance art platform for the first time. Between April and September 2014, she created a three-part performance work on Instagram called Excellences and Perfections to explore how women present themselves online. Ms. Ullman is now with us. Thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you. So you actually made this profile on what is a very popular social network, creating a persona uh, of, of someone trying to make it in L.A. What actually inspired that in the first place? Um, well, I'm very good at recognizing patterns, and I got interested in how women were using the Internet. My background is in net art, so I always had a, an interest in these things. Uh, how women use mood boards online to complement, like what they wanted to convey with their persona in real life, too. What is the difference in your mind between a, an online hoax, a spoof, or even fake news, and art, in your case? Uh, I think the difference is that I had a script, and it was all planned beforehand, and it was always meant to be a work of fiction, and maybe the deception only lasted for, like, one, two months. The point wasn't really to lie to anyone, but more to be creative and use fiction, which is something I applied also in my second performance online. So I think that's the main difference between a spoof and something that is carefully crafted, looking at the aesthetics of each photo and um, the narrative behind it. And you showcased a lavish lifestyle, expensive lingerie, highly groomed interiors, but also intimate moments, tears, for example, having an emotional breakdown. Was every detail of that planned out? Yes, of course. I always, most of my artwork since, I, since the very beginning, since I started my career, they all have to do with class differences in one way or the other and how people represent themselves. So this was just like an extension of that. Um, a lot of uh, those items that you mentioned uh, were actually appropriated imagery from places like Tumblr that other girls would used to identify themselves uh, in an aspirational way with some sort of kind of lifestyle. So yeah, I mean, it was obviously all planned out, yeah. But for the almost 90,000 followers who perhaps thought or had no reason to doubt and perhaps thought it was absolutely real, d does that make them gullible? What does it suggest to you? Well, that work was very good at bringing the worst out of people and making turning people into trolls, which I think after it was revealed it was a network, it made a lot of people think about their own reactions to the images and why they felt that way. Well, that seems like a powerful point. But also, do you think in a sense there's an irony here that your unreal experience makes people think more about the reality of their own lives and their own actions on social media? Oh, I think that's a very strange point to make because the feelings acquire through... Fiction are real feelings. The feelings you get 
while watching a movie or reading a book, the real feelings. So I don't understand why we would think about a dichotomy or a contradiction in this situation. What I mean to say is you living uh, or showing a, a fake experience are kind of shining a light at people who actually live like that. That's what I mean. Oh, it's not a fake experience. I don't say, I, mean, I never said that people that live that way have fake experiences. It was only fake in the sense that I was acting a role. But it's not really criticizing people with certain aesthetics or, or not. Um, yeah, I think that's a misunderstanding. I always said it was uh, fiction. Um, but I never said it's a fake lifestyle. Because I think all lifestyles are fake as long as they're lifestyles. I mean, we're entering areas of, of artistic expression where I certainly would be out of my depth, so I don't want to go toe-to-toe with you on that front. But what I would say, Amalia Ullman, is that mm-hmm. social media clearly is a place of vanity. It's a place where people demonstrate only a certain lens that they want the world to see. Of course, there are many exceptions to that, but the criticism is that it, it, it feeds an unrealistic portrayal of life. Uh, was that not something that inspired you to, to pursue a project like That's this? That's our movies, and so is journalism. <laughs> but, but isn't there a difference between um, a movie I, and someone's real life? Oh, yeah, but we're talking about social media. That's not real life. That's if I, if I put a photo of myself... Of photography... But if I put a photo of myself mm-hmm. with my kids and say, having a lovely day in the park... And then, you know, my toddler screams, my other toddler spills some milk at home on the carpet. I don't put photos of that up. But uh, that doesn't make the photo of myself enjoying the kids in the park any less real. And it certainly seems a lot more real than what people are seeing on the screens with Avengers Infinity or whatever it's called. I wouldn't say that the photo of you with the kids is real. It's just a photograph. You give it the context. But as soon as it leaves on the internet is not reality anymore. It's just a bunch of pixels put together. Um, you give them that meaning, but it's not really, it's not the real you. It's just a, a very small portion of what your life is. It's just an image. That's why I also make a lot of works that don't involve images at all and only involve sound and smells and interiors and installations. So the other senses are not neglected. I wouldn't say that any representation of the world that is just visual could convey anything real. So, another aspect of your work that I wanted to mention, this also resonates with my own life, uh, Bob the Pigeon, who lives outside your office. Now, I recently noticed a pigeon living outside of my kitchen window and is sometimes accompanied by... <laughs> by a friend, possibly a, 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 um, a romantic friend. I have no idea. But uh, because they're in the same place every day when I'm having my coffee, I think to myself, now, what is it about this, uh, this relationship? And, and I, I was interested to see that you've actually explored that kind of situation with your own art. Can you tell us more? Well, in my second performance, I was um, trying to perform a caricature of myself. And I was looking at more obvious ways of um, expression, expressing my fiction, looking at um, silent cinema and circus. So I needed a sidekick, and I've always been interested in things that are almost invisible to the eye, 
and pigeons are sort of like that. They're everywhere, and people always um, ignore them. So I started, like, uh, introducing the character of Bob in the performance, who supposedly sneak into my office. That's all fake. <laughs> um, then after that, he did live in my house for two years, inside the house. That's amazing. And then, obviously, after such a long time, uh, a real relationship was there. He was a real pet. And um, I think that influenced the work a lot because um, I managed to make the idea of a pigeon likable and people really liked the character. And he became one of the most important parts of the performance, even though he was not supposed to be there from the beginning. But yeah, it was interesting. I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your experience of art with us. I, I, you could speak to countless artists and get a different perspective, but you've taken us into the world of someone behind this work that's created so much intrigue. And we also thank you for the time for, for joining us today. Mm -hmm. Of course.